This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker, author, and an executive coach, and today I am delighted to welcome Lisa Bragg to the show. Lisa will talk about how to talk about your success using purposeful self-promotion. Lisa, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, me too. Me too. I've been really looking forward to this. Okay. You have this extraordinary career as a journalist and you have your own consulting firm right now. You do incredible work helping people find their voice. But over the years in your career, you found that women were downplaying their experience and referring to other people for their success. So talk to me about how this topic led to your book. Well, it was back in my broadcast days where I'd go up to different people to interview them, always looking to find somebody who is different from the pact. You know, journalists often go to the same people over and over again. And I'd go up to these people and say, I would love to interview you for my story. And so often they would say, oh, no, not me. I'm not the expert. Meanwhile, a journalist is knocking on your door and they'd say, go down the hall to Paul or Steve or John and the same old, same old. And I didn't like that. So often I would encourage them to take a chance on themselves. I would be patient and help walk them through having a media experience because I understand it's, it's a bit of a scary thing if you're new to it. But every time that I did that with somebody, I would then see their career start to go in new places. So they'd get then asked on by other media to be on um, their shows or be on a panel or they'd get a promotion. So the exposure really helped them to, to do something new and added. And I have still the thank you notes from that experience that um, really makes me shine and makes me happy nowadays too. Oh, that's beautiful. I can I can hear the smile in your voice. So why the hesitation to self-promote? And and you write beautifully about this in your book. It's not limited to specific cultures. It's a wide human experience. Tell me more. It is. And so originally I thought I'm a Canadian, so I thought it was a Canadian thing where we're very much self-deprecating, let me pass you the mic. Oh no, not me, you know, or what would they think? And so then I said, well, is it really? And so I looked at the literature that had been written, and a lot of it had been written based on American cohorts of university students. So young people who are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. So of course they want to fit in. They don't want to stand out. But then I started to talk to people internationally. I was in line once at, um, at a TED conference, and I said to this woman, she said, so what, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm thinking about writing this book. And I told her the premise of, you know, most of us are hidden gems. We're told to put our head down, do good work, and eventually someone will notice you. And when I said, I said, but that probably doesn't apply to you. She said, oh, honey, of course it does. I'm Catholic. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this New Yorker. So the main point of the story, though, is that she was a New Yorker. And I thought all New Yorkers have it all down pat. And then I was talking to people from the Midwest, and then I was talking to people from uh, India, and then the UK, and Scandinavian countries, and Australia, and all over the place. And I started to realize it wasn't just me. And when you realize it's not just me, you feel a lot better. But um, that's where it expanded my mind to make sure that I looked at, I developed my own research survey, so talked to people all over the world about how they feel about bragging and self-promotion, and then also looked into history about why we 
feel this way about self-promotion and bragging and what does it really mean to talk about yourself self with, with pride or to then promote yourself and promote your good work. So I thought it was really important to not just make it about, hey, lean in and fix yourself and self-advocacy is absolutely important. But how do we also look at culture, society, institutions to realize we've been made this way and it's time to start changing because we are very much in a global world and competing against and, com- and collaborating with, I hope, with people everywhere. So we need to know, people need to know how we're here to serve. And that's really at the heart of what bragging and um, self-promotion is about is how you are here to serve and articulating it. I'm grateful to hear you talk about the fact that it is a multicultural experience, so not a uniquely Canadian and or American, for example, experience. Did you notice anything on gender lines? Are there differences or hesitation to speak up more on women or, or not? I found it was a very much, women definitely do identify with it more, but there were quite a few men who also said that they could see the problem, they felt it. It depended on many different factors, but women I think have, you know, there's a lot of articles about bragging and self-promotion out there that warn women not to do it. So I think women are aware of those articles and have been coached to watch out for standing out and doing too many things and always making sure that we're a team player. And I didn't put this in the book, but I wish I had now because once you write a book, then it's like, oh, I have all these ideas. Um, You know, there's no I in team, but there is I in credit. And so many women have been told to make sure that we're collegial, collaborative, don't take credit. It's always about the team and always about nurturing. And so that's where I think a lot of the disconnect from self-promotion and bragging happens. We're taught to also as women to be very much, you know, let someone go ahead of us, be nice, play well, play well with others, where typically boys are raised to right away be in team sports, show that they're the best and articulate that they're the best. So there is currently still a gender perspective on this, but I did have quite a few men identify that they too, some of it was from socioeconomic, depending on where you grew up and how your family with wealth, there was that kind of um, information given in the research survey. So very interesting that way to see the diversity and the intersectionality of the issue of being able to talk about your success and the audience that you serve. That's a big thing is who's in front of you that's hearing about your success, how they receive it also plays a major part in how we are groomed and talk about our success. I love that you dispel a lot of myths that are are old and out of date. And, And one right off the bat is if you work really hard and put your head down, you'll be recognized or your boss should be putting you out there. And I'd love to hear your take on that, Lisa, because frankly, that old fashioned reality just is not true anymore. It's absolutely not true. You you know, that's the thing. We think that someone else is going to bring us along for the ride. And while people might have good intentions, you really don't want to want to have somebody who has power over you. And that's what happens when we give our career to somebody else and say, bring me along for the ride. What's the better position is to be a self-advocate, to be able to advocate for yourself because people leave jobs now so quickly and they forget, like they forget all the awesomeness that you've done. 
maybe not intentionally, but they might be onto the next fire. Their goals have changed. And for them to remember you and all the awesomeness that you've done is really a tall order. So making sure that you have your own brag book, yes, brag book, but having your own things that you're celebrating and keeping in line and keeping hold of to know that you can take that anywhere and have that that, you know, that backpack of awesome things that you've done to take you anywhere is really important. You can't let other people control your career. It You just don't know where you're going to pivot to next. And frankly, everyone is is self-obsessed and we have to be. We have to watch out for ourselves. I hope always in my work too, it's about shining a light on others, but you do have to make sure that you know what you're talking about and, and you're good. We know anyone who's listening to this podcast is already good. It's just now articulating it to others that they know how awesome you are too. Listen, I am with you 100%. You should have a brag book. I believe that even if you're blissfully happy in your career, you should always be thinking about what's next, whether it's a growth opportunity or an exit strategy. I mean, we're seeing this unfold on the world stage. Um, Companies overhire and then they right size. So you've always got to be at the ready for what's next. You absolutely do because you just don't no. And that promotion that might be right out there, a new job might come up. So you have to be ready and willing to put your hand up and say, this, this is how I serve. And you know, a lot of us do it at the very last minute when that opportunity comes up or when something happens, unfortunately, but my, what I really argue, and it's fine to do that then too, but what I really want people to do is to start seeding along the way. Sow the seeds as you go, instead of waiting until you have you know, a crisis and you need to get yourself out there. You need to have networks. You need to be on social media. You need to have all these things. Do it when you have some breathing space and you can work on it properly, efficiently, and do it for the long term. This is all a very, this is a lifelong game. It's part of that. So if you're working today on who you need to talk to in two years, you're going to be so set up and it's going to be so easy compared to all of a sudden you're, you know, in dire straits and you need something and you have to go knock on a door today. I'm not saying you don't have, you know, that's a no, no. I'm saying, yes, you can, but it's so much better and easier if you start today thinking about your future self. Lisa, we'll be right back after a quick break. I'd like to tell you about a special offer. If you want to bring your podcast to life, or up your podcast game, you can get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn using my special code CDHWORK. The Libsyn team will get your podcast on Apple and Spotify and give you access to critical stats and all the support you need to sound your best and grow your show. Use my special code CDHWORK. the right speaker for your event is a tremendous responsibility. You need a speaker who will work within your budget and engage your audience. Whether you're looking to retain or grow top talent, create a healthy workplace culture, or prevent burnout in your organization, I can create customized content to help you recharge, reignite, or reinvent your career. Let's talk about how I can help you achieve your special event goals. Connect with me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. 
you know, we can't see each other because we're on a podcast, but I am smiling ear to ear because I absolutely agree with all of your great wisdom and coaching and action steps. Lisa, I'd love to learn, did you figure out why the term bragging tends to rub people the wrong way? It can have a negative connotation. I've heard of humble bragging as a way to soften that. How can we reframe bragging to make it more palatable? Ooh, lots to unpack in that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, originally bragging to brag meant to shine and shimmer. And then it meant also bravery. And then for some reason, and I think it has a lot to do with how our systems change. So we used to be part of, you know, agriculture systems and everyone would know us. We'd live in close proximity to our kin. Our grandmothers would say our praises for us, so we didn't. It would be a little loud if all of us were saying how great we are all the time, and our families were amplifying that too. So, But then when we moved into factories and moved into big cities, things had to change because the, the, or, the organizations, the hierarchical systems that needed to come into play it meant that we couldn't all stand out. It meant that we did want to keep in line. We didn't necessarily want everyone to know us. We just wanted a job and to do the good work that we were supposed to do or do the work. I don't know how good it was working in the factory, but that was the work that a lot of people chose to do is to get a steady paycheck. And then now we're in, you know, we've moved fast into the digital era. And now we're sliding in the fourth and fifth industrial eras and things are moving so quickly. So I think there's a real challenge around what it was before somebody would sing your praises, they would brag for you. But now we're not in that world. We need to be able to articulate our strengths, our wisdom, our skills ourselves so people will know how we're here to serve. Back when there were only a few jobs, they knew if you were a good baker or not. They knew if you were a good blacksmith or not, or a good farmer or a doctor or whatever it would be. But now there's so many of us. So, And our grandmothers aren't there. They don't even understand what we do. So we need to be there saying, here's how I'm here to serve. And here's what I'm really good at. And then people will join in. So my caution is the humble brag. Please do not use this. It is not a great technique at all. Essentially what it's saying is, don't look at me, look at me. <laughs> it's about, we don't want people to actually um, look at us or we'll say, here's our complaint. I'm complaining that I won this award, but look, I won an award. And that's a disservice to you, first of all, for winning the award for how awesome you are. And second, it's a disservice to the other people who also were vying for the award, that you're complaining about the award. And think about the judges who chose you for that award. So when you add a complaint plus something that you want to talk about your success, that's a humble brag. And just avoid it. The best, there's research on it where people are actually really quite put off by it. For a little while, it was what everyone was saying, do that, because then it looks like you're not talking like proudly about yourself. But really, the way to do it is just be plain. I am happy I won this award. I am proud I won this award. And if you still feel a little bit icky about it, because, the word because is magic. I won this award because. I'm happy I won this award because. And then you can say your team, whatever it is, but always put yourself first. What happens so often is people bury, in journalism, we call it burying the lead. We bury the point. The point is you want to shine. And people, in my research, I did the whole research study on it, and it, I think it was like 87% of you of us want to hear 
your success stories. We want to hear you brag. And then I think it was like 5% was said they just would turn around and brag themselves when you gave them a brag. And only 2%, only 2% of people don't want to hear your successes. So please shoot me all your brags. I want to hear them and the world wants to hear them because we actually want to hear about success. I know we're in a failure society right now. It's like, tell me your failures. Yes, failures are good stories to tell us, but be original and sometimes talk about your success. Actually, all the time. Talk about your successes too because so many of us can go to failure zone right away, but we don't talk about our successes. So we need to make sure that we're talking more about our successes than just our failures. Oh, I love it. And shine and shimmer. That is just glorious. And, you know, one thread that I want to pull, those accomplishments are well-earned. I think it's always frustrating to me when I hear someone say, I got the promotion, I got the job, I got the client, I got the degree. No, no, you earned it. And there's something really important in owning how you achieved that success and then shining and shimmering with a brag that is really authentic. Exactly. You own it. You've already done it. You're already great in the world, but we're told to wait for someone else to talk about us. You know, there's one quote out there from Adam Grant, who I love most of his work. I do appreciate it, but he says something like, you know, bragging about yourself violates all modesty norms. If your work was that great, it would talk for it, speak for itself, something like that. And I asked him about that and I said, you know, do you still agree with that? Because that was from 2013. And he said, yes, because the research shows that there's penalties if you brag. And it was specifically in relationship to talking about women and women of color and indigenous women. And uh, with that, I was like, no, no, no. When do we change things then? Do we change things once the research says it's okay? Or do we change things today and start to move things forward. We need to start working within these systems, our culture to change things. We can't wait for them to change first for us to change what comes first. So we need to start changing things to move things forward. So shine and shimmer all the way and put it out there so people know how you are here to serve. I'm with you 100%. And, and look, I celebrate Adam too. He's got great work, but you're right. Why are we waiting for the research to be the tipping point? Let our actions impact the research. Let's do it now. Yeah. And the research, again, was based on, you know, young people. And it's okay that you want to fit in. But as you get further and further in your career, you realize to get new opportunities that you already deserve, you need to stand out. You need to put your hand up for them. You can't wait for someone else. I have so many examples. I don't, not all of them made it in the book, but so many examples of people who said, you know what? I missed out on lots of opportunities because I didn't articulate them and let people know how I'm here to serve and that I actually want the opportunity. I thought they'd eventually come to me. I talked to a panel of women in Japan and they have, it's called, it's, I think it's Sasuru, but what their main comment was is that in Japan, people are expected to be mind readers. So if I wanted a promotion, I'm supposed to just have it in my mind and be hopeful. And then they're going to read your mind. And so that's not going to happen, especially in the cultures, the other, like our culture where we're not paying attention as much, right? So we're not sending it out into the world. You do need to send it out in a much more concrete way that you want this, this position, you want this opportunity and let the world know, you know, it can be the person, it could be one person that you're talking to, 20 people, you know, all of social media, but really telling them that you do want this opportunity. What will it take? To get there? What will it take? Lisa, I want to talk to you about something you wrote about in the book that I think is so 
profound and simple in, in, in that it's essential. You talk about connecting with others so they can also help promote you. And I want to hear your your take on creating a culture of advocacy. When we publicly recognize other people, it destigmatizes the bragging, in my belief, and gives us an opportunity to celebrate great work of other people. And I think those are culture changes that allow for shining and shimmering and allow this to be more authentic and more normalized. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. You know, it's even you having this platform and and bringing me on your show where you're in all these countries and like this is giving me a chance to shine and shimmer here. And that's part of it is how do we talk about each other and bring each other up? It's the rising tide. Like the more we can share success stories, the better. It does also always come back to the person who's sharing. Look at you. You're obviously a thought leader. You're an expert. You're not afraid of of sharing a platform with someone. It just makes you look better. And I'm not, this is you, but (laughs) on a greater scale, it makes the person who's sharing and amplifying others look even better because they have that knowledge, that insight. We're so quick to support celebrities or people who are in the spotlight, sports stars. But I always say, look to your friends, look to the people who are one degree away and start using their social media or their thought leadership and using it again, giving them credit, of course, but showing how they're shining. If your friend wins an award and she's shy to say something, take that information with her permission, but just say, I'm going to amplify. I'm going to let people know. I'm going to let that one person know, or I'm going to let all these people know that you won this award and be quick to pull out your camera and let people you know, when they're on stage or doing something awesome to let them shine. And let's show more examples of that because they're showing the way. They're showing the way to the rest of us of, okay, they won that. They did that. They achieved this. They have, and I use awards so because that's obviously very visual for us, but even getting that promotion, how do you get that? How do you move into that? So by you showing that success, that you have that promotion, that you did this great thing, you're allowing others to see the way behind you so they can follow along and make it so much easier, not just for the next generation, which we all hope it's easier for the next people, but even for the people who are of your same era, how can we make the journey easier for all of us who are walking along right now? So that's really a big part of it is, is show other people, sister up, shine, use the shine theory where we help other people to shine. And, and let them know that they're doing awesome things. It's good for you and it's good for other people and it's absolutely good for the greater public. Lisa, as we begin to close the show, I'd like you to end with two examples. One of an early career person, someone who's maybe a few years uh, out of college or whatever training they went through and into their career. And then someone on the other end of the continuum who is in a leadership role. How will bragging look different? And, And I want you to get tactical. How does that entry level person begin to share information about what they're doing well? And how is that different from that senior leader? I think for the person who's starting out, one good way to start is actually just using self-promotion with their leader. So making sure you have a brag book of all the things that you're doing. It does apply for everyone, but when you're really new, all those things that you're doing along the way, keep every thank you letter, keep every note of encouragement, keep those things, and not just on your work server, but in your own personal, whatever you're allowed to download, print off, keep away, have that because servers go down. We all know that. So have information ready that shows all of your accomplishments. So making sure you're you're tracking that for sure. 
But then anything that should be seen and heard, let your leader know. Let that next person know above you. Send them an email saying, here's this awesome note and checking in with them. I received this note from a happy client or or whatever it is to let them know what's happening. And often a leader will then share it above and say, here, look at look what she's doing. It's so amazing. And then it goes along. I have one example in the book where a woman got a gift for a job well done. And it went up and down the chain several times. And then she thanked them for acknowledging her, her gift. And then it went up and down again. So she just went from little to, wow, really well known with people who matter. And it also made her leader look so good. And it doesn't have to be very public. It can be very private and working behind the scenes on doing things. One more tip for her, make sure you fill out any associations, any intra-wet and intranet type of things that you have where you can fill out your, pro- your portfolio, your information, fill out your profile and put your picture there so people can identify you really quickly. For the senior leader, for the CEO, you know, make sure that you're putting it out there on social media so people can see you for that next opportunity. They need to see it, that credibility out there online. You've done those things already. It's time to let people know that you have those awards. Don't keep them hidden and getting dusty. Take a picture, put them out there so people can see it. You already have that credibility that people would like to see more of the visuals and that you're out there ready to serve people. So definitely put it out there and think about going for more of what you want. Do you want to be really well known in in your industry or wider field or on a, on a national stage? So let people know where you want to go and, and articulate that through your posts. Lisa, I have learned so much from you today. I am deeply grateful for your willingness to share your time and expertise. And I want to tell this global audience about your wonderful new book. It's called Bragging Rights, How to Talk About Your Work Using Purposeful Self-Promotion. And of course, it's available on Amazon and all major book retailers. If you would be so kind to tell this global audience how they can connect with you after the show. Oh, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our chat. Uh, definitely come to lisabragg.com slash listener love. And there we have some tools for you that you can take away. And you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to meet new friends on LinkedIn. And it's a great way for us to connect further. So I'm Lisa Bragg. I'm that Lisa Bragg on most channels, but I mostly use LinkedIn and it's Lisa Bragg um, on LinkedIn. So you can find me. Lisa, I wish you continued success and I hope our paths continue to cross. Oh, I hope so too. And you know what? The more the more things you put out there, the, you find the world is smaller and smaller and we're all out there to help each other. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. And Your Working Life is now available on all major podcast platforms and I want to hear from you. So let me know how we're doing. You can find me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. And a special shout out to my extraordinary podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. We now have listeners in 16 countries around the world. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.